Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'd like to take the position because of machines and where we are with artificial intelligence to switch the, the, the flip the switch to not attack okay. and not fear. Let's look at how it's making us better and where that brings us because it's definitely improving our lives. Because we're all complaining of fatigue and we're all kind of complaining, oh, our, you know, our, our rote chores, our rote things we need to do every day in order to maintain our lives. It's definitely impacting us to get us out of that, which makes us smarter and enabling to give us room to creatively look at new avenues in our life. But within that full circle, we know how, we need to know how to sustain ourselves holistically. Welcome to In Vibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. We're grateful that you're here. Welcome to In Live Live Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. And today we have a special guest, Holly Hutcher Shamir. And Holly is a dear friend of mine that I guess you moved to Austin four years, five years ago. So I, I was probably one of the first people you met here. Yeah, right? you were. I met you, before, <laughs> no, I met you before I moved here. That's right. You yeah. came to check out the studio uh-huh. Uh-huh. before you even moved here. Yeah. So it's just, so, but it's really feels a lot longer because not only, um, do we have the relationship with the studio, but Holly is a respected practitioner that I personally go see for body work, brain work, spiritual work. I I can't even wrap it up. It's like the whole shebang. It's almost Mm -hmm. everything that we talk about here in vibe. Holly is my go-to um, for that work. And I, and I started seeing you before I even realized how to put all those things together or that they mattered. I felt like you were speaking a foreign language to me most of the time in the beginning. <laughs> and I've just slowly, um, started to understand a little bit more. Holly gave me her book. She is the author, uh, she's the co-author of the quantum Olympics. Don't look at mine. I got lots of notes in here. Um, and we'll link that for sure in the show notes. Yeah, we'll link mm-hmm. those in the show notes. The subtitle was really important. The su- I don't have my glasses on. Human beings transforming to live as holy beings in the 21st century. That's I think, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And that is part of the reason, well, it is the reason why we brought you here. 
because we want you to talk about this. I feel like we could have many podcasts with you on all those things that I talked about that I see you for. But um, today what we want to talk about is technology. Well, changing times and your reflections on that. Um, yeah. What you see going on in the world. And I feel like we hear a lot about things that um, are changing and happening that aren't good for us, right? And I feel like you have a great insight on this. And maybe you could give some more clarity to that statement. And I'm referring to, you know, the 5G, the EMF, those might be one and the same thing, you know, that kind of stuff that the people that we're listening to are talking about, you know, the electric cars and how all of this is kind of attacking us and maybe making us sick. But how do we, this stuff isn't going away. 5G is not going away. Wi-Fi is not going away, right? So help us out here. What is your perspective on it? And what do you think we should, how should we go about this? Well, thanks for having me, both of you. And um, I think, you know, it's definitely a topic that's, in the forefront right now because of where we are with technology and the technocrats and quarantine and and COVID and we're kind of this is a more of a um, a virus or a situation that we can find ourselves in more often than just every 70 years or whatever so how do we equip ourselves? I think that's what we're asking. So what I'm seeing in my personal practice is a different level of stress because people think on one level that they've liberated themselves by being, you know, uh, conferencing through Zoom or what, whatever uh, platform they're using and um, they're not going to work they don't have to get dressed, they're at home more, they're with their families, um, they may be sitting at a, a desk or outside, wherever, with not only a desktop, a, a um, iPad, um, a phone, a phone, AirPods, I see it all my children, they yeah. have all this stuff. Exactly, mm-hmm. and so even, you know, so a laptop, all of that around them, so there's a new people, oh, they're so tired and they don't know why. Um, Part of what we've been concerned with as far as 5G and the impact of electromagnetic fields, I've been concerned way, way from the beginning because, you know, even in the beginning when we we went from iPods to an iPhone, you'd see like mothers walking around talking on the phone, uh, you know, up to there with a newborn baby, mm-hmm. you know, and you'd see that, oh, no, you know, that'd be reclosed with that electromagnetic stress. And that was the beginning of kind of the concern. And then kids all the time in front of a desktop and then video games and then you know we had our invisible umbilical cords that we gave our kids phones so we would always connect and the connectivity became a global arena um that we all could you know just kind of have an idea and shoot it across to australia or you know australia would shoot off to japan to ask japan and we're living in this world of you know 24 7 uh, connectivity and then you add in the fact that you're not going to the office and you're not traveling, you know, internationally, you're not traveling nationally, you're not traveling on, you know, the ground road, so surface street. So what does that mean? That means that you are literally exposed based on the hours that you're sitting there. And that blue light exposure 
we know also from our studies from you know our neuroscientists and neurosurgeons how that blue light impacts the ATP cycle which is your Krebs cycle which is what you run on okay you know say that in English <laughs> <laughs> that, that cycle you're referring to so, say that so, kind of like okay I'll just I'll, I'll try so through your eyes, through your visual system, uh-huh. you're exposed to all these screens. And what your visual system does that, because that's the 90% of the pathways to your brain, from that screen exposure, what it does to you cellularly is, you know, or it's based on, you know, hundreds of trillions of levels. And what makes you hundreds of trillions of levels is your trillions of cell your trillions of cells times your magnetic voltage, which makes your electromagnetic field. How that intervenes with your electromagnetic field through your visual system transfers to your energy in your body. That's kind of your ATP Krebs cycle. Mm -hmm. And through your Krebs cycle, as you affect that energy cycle, it goes directly to your mitochondria, which are your powerhouse of your cell. It's your powerhouses. It's, you know, and that blue light really affects your energy level. So people are saying they have no energy. They're exhausted and it's a different type of exhaustion than pre-COVID because that was adrenal. Oh, But still blue light is adrenal. But we need red light for our adrenals and our kidneys. So the blue light is really fleshing out because of the impact on the Krebs cycle of your energy and the powerhouse of your cells, your mitochondria, it's really imbalancing the red light, which you need for your adrenals and your kidneys and so forth and your energy. Because everything, your ATP cycle feeds all of your energy. All of your energy. Everything that's being done below your consciousness. Well, it's definitely being impacted. I'd like to take the position because of machines and where we are with artificial intelligence to switch the, the, the flip the switch to not attack okay. and not fear. Let's look at how it's making us better and where that brings us because it's definitely improving our lives because we're all complaining of fatigue and we're all kind of, complaining, oh, our, you know, our, our rote, um, chores or rote things we need to do every day in order to maintain our lives. It's definitely impacting us to get us out of that, which makes us smarter and enabling to give us room to creatively um, look at new avenues in our life. But within that full circle, we know how, we need to know how to sustain ourselves holistically. Correct. Right? We need to be ahead of that curve. Because right now we're not. Some people are. Some Some people people are. I would say the majority, what I'm reading online and in the chats and all over is that people are highly fatigued. Yes. And they don't know. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of mental illness. There's a lot of people who are struggling. And, you know, we just keep pouring in the media more and more fear and higher numbers. And we're not really educating people. So they look to people like us. To give them some kind of um, some kind of like kickstand, not to go completely down the rabbit hole. That's what I look like. Right. Kickstand. Wait, I don't want to go completely down this rabbit hole. Hope. Yes. 
hope, oh, different ways, strategies, different, strategies, different yeah. perspectives. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're coming with today. Right. It's just asking a question differently. So like if we look at AI and we look at machines and, you know, we don't want to look at it as an attack. What it's doing is taking masses of that amount of data that we could never process and collating it for us and making new rules. So it's assimilating humans beyond, in every case, it's like taking all of us who would think, oh, if I'm going to turn right there, like the electric car, and there's a tree there, and there's a child playing there, and every case scenario is assimilated so that car can drive by itself. Well, that is making it, or I wouldn't say by itself, but program artificially, right? Mm-hmm. All the rules. That is not something to be in fear of. That's something to understand. Because from all that massive data to enable that moment, there are new rules being collated from that. Well, how do we benefit from those new rules? I love the, the example of how an AI data um, kind of uh, in center identity beat a master chess player. The master chess players, because it only collated the data and made all these new rules beyond the existing rules. So people are, does that, what, how does that impact humans? Does that make us smarter? Or not. Right. That, I think, is a good question. Mm-hmm. I think if we use it the right way, right. it can make us smarter. It's like, but what is the right way? on it. Right, right. Does it make us lazier? Well, what is lazy? Because what I've understood is if it will spell for us and we don't need to spell anymore, it will do Just math. Try. We don't need to do math anymore. The whole idea is it's opening a whole new level of creativity mm-hmm. and personalization. The data is considered in the macro sense personalization. Everything is being personalized. Right. From your your Facebook feed to the news stories you see on your Alexa, you know, everything is very your shopping cart, your emails are all based on websites I've been to. Right? Right. They're watching and making it all personal for me. Well, we're evidently we're moving away from that. Um, we're moving away from websites and that type of thing. It's going to be conversational capitalism. We're moving towards that where you just speak something, then it personalizes that speak, and it the data comes up in your environment. Well, and a lot of people find that scary. Though. Yeah, I mean, I know it sounds. It sounds like a novel I would have read when I was in high school and thought, oh, that will never really happen. I know. And now it's happening. But here's what I am really so intrigued by what you're saying, or I really kind of love about what you're saying, is that, you know, I listen to and read all the people who are freaked out about 5G and EMFs and all Mm -hmm. the biohackers out there Mm -hmm. spending all of their energy trying to combat these things and it just always makes me wonder or I like if I get too fearful I think that if what I'm putting out there is just fear and anxiety then I'm going to bring about more fear and anxiety so how should I really be approaching that or if I approach it like you're saying maybe with a sense of gratitude for what those technologies can do for me can I transmute some of that in a more real way yeah and what does creativity mean for you mm-hmm. what does creativity mean for your you soul. Yeah. What does that mean to you on a spiritual level? That's where I kind of 
That's where my focus is right now. If all this is happening, what does that mean as far as my spirituality and how does that impact my spirituality? And I think we were talking about strategies. So um, the message that came to me to speak about is look at your family. If you want to look at your spirituality, look at your family. Because you think you're humming along and your spiritual practice in place and you're doing well and then bam, something happens with your child mm -hmm. or something happens with your mother or something happens, you know, um, with your dog and you are completely outside of yourself. And I love the idea of looking at your family to show you kind of where your spiritual practice is and to grow from that because it's not written by any one from the past and especially any male from the past it is written through your matriarchal your mother god your experience through your female nervous system every day and i think that's a big piece of spirituality the mother mm -hmm. the mother's interpretation that is fascinating right can you repeat that <laughs> Tell me something so, that's on your mind. Make it real. Let's um, make it real. Like so it is that, okay, so one thing is, yes, increased screen time or um, people who are communicating, whether it's our children or even ourselves. And instead of like we are lucky enough to be doing right now, having this conversation in person, so filling each other's energy fields and filling each other here with us, we're doing it through machines. So I'll be talking through a machine to their machine who's conveying the information to them. I wonder what does that do to us in our energy field? Well, I have like, and I got a lot of guidance on that. You know how at the end of the week, you get that recap of how much screen time yeah. you've used? Oh. Well, my guidance showed me that, wouldn't it be fantastic, and I think we can do this, that if we got a recap every week, on our place, like can imagine yellow, red, green, da 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 da, all beyond green, let's say purple to our spiritual selves. It is time to have human interaction. You have spent so much time doing all these other things, and now it's time to have human time because there is a barometer. We're going to go past the point where we need that human contact. Every corporation could say, you know, they've effectuated the bottom line and they've their operating expenses are way down and on and on and their gross margin is here. Mm -hmm. But at some point you need to know when that that turning point is where you need to have human contact, whether it's business or anything outside of your your family network. Because at some point we still are human and we want to uh, expand our humanity within yes. all of this. So does, I think that answers that. And then I'd love to have the gauge where it's like, beep, 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 beep. This is how you've contact, connected with human and heart. Because heart math is so great at measuring that and they have so many tools. Well, what if it could always be in that reading we get once a week that you didn't connect with the human. I love that. Through your heart. Yeah. And then beep, 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 the violet to make sure that you have, or your humanness connected is connecting soul. with your spiritual practice. Mm. So we get that reading every week. 
I love this. I love that. I I mean, it's like a mood ring, but on a bigger <laughs> scale. Yeah, it's an AI. No way. It's an AI mood ring. It is. It is an AI mood ring. Yeah, I love oh, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, coming soon. But I think we can. I really think that we're so great at measuring the waves. Like that's what heart math does is the heart waves and how it's it possible. changes. Your autonomic nervous system, two people, what we're doing together, the three of us, and we're expanding our fields, our whole heart wave has already shifted. Mm -hmm. So like we, you know, that is a nice little app or recap that I'm kind of came to me. Mm -hmm. I love that. guidance. Yeah, you know what it's going to do for me until you come up with this? <laughs> when I get that little reading, I'm going to I'm going to start looking at it clearer and going, "Oh, I'm at 50%, then I need to, you know, maybe spend a little more family time or friend time, you know. I mean, I give a little bit of that every yes, day. Yes. But be more intentional with it. Exactly. Because it's important. Like I feel like we're so blessed that we can sit here and do this during this time, you know, and we're lucky that we get to do that because I've, I've been able, you know, the three of us are very careful yes. and um, we have seen each other through this quarantine time. And so it's, it's not like we're hitting a new network by bringing you in. Right. Um, so we're really blessed that we get to do this and have this mm -hmm. person to person connection. You know, it's interesting when this very first started happening, we had our gyrotonic master trainer meeting and one of the girls put a question out, you know, there's so much value in us laying our hands on our clients and moving them and having that, you know, our energy transfer and the emotional connection that we have with our clients. How are we ever going to do that teaching exercise via Zoom? And, and Julio had a really great answer. He goes, think about watching a movie and it makes you cry. He goes, it's just a 2D movie screen. But you still felt the pain, the joy, the love. You felt it. He's like, you. so you had the capability to transfer that love and energy through your screen to whoever you're working with. I know. And what if that wasn't even a screen? What if it was just a piece of yourself or an experience that fell out for you to understand that part of your spiritual hologram? Isn't that a piece of spirituality? Aren't it we is. all connected and part it of is. everything? Mm -hmm. It is. So why do we have to compartmentalize? Yeah, because our brains are not there to wrap ourselves around the hologram yet. Although I have heard they're having concerts right now, but they're going to have like a hologram concert. I don't know. Well, that's virtual. That's a virtual experience. And that is kind of what spirituality is when you meditate, when you clear the canvas yeah. and you're in the neutral space. That's what the unified field comes in. So this is a kind of a big spiritual movement because it forced people to stop going outside of themselves and being yeah. you know, um, distracted from all the outside influence and made them go home and sit at home and deal with themselves. And what does that mean? And it taught us all that we can be in our own space dealing with ourselves and still be connected to everyone else that fast, which yeah. is what we try to get to when we meditate or transcend. Yes. But we're doing it not in a transcendent state when we do it mm -hmm. through Zoom or Well, a maybe webinar. it is a state to get us to that state. Uh -huh. Like maybe it's just, a again, a outside 
um, model or design of that, which is actually happening within and in the in this in the the unified field. This has actually been one of my COVID takeaways too. That it has shown us so clearly how interconnected we all are. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's one of the that. lessons. To me, one of the lessons is that. What's happening in India can be here making me sick in a week that fast. Mm-hmm. At any given time, it, it made it very real, I thought, and tangible to understand. Yeah, how connected we are. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've also, I feel like you feel people's pain, you know, mm-hmm. with this. There's been a lot of pain and loss through this, whether it was loss of life, loss of freedoms. Mm-hmm. Right? There's been a lot of that. Loss of lifestyle. We've all had to give yes. up the lives we were living mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and grieve that in some cases completely. to accept. Completely, completely. Yeah. So if you're the person, like I mentioned, and you feel like, oh my goodness, this blue light, this, all this stuff is attacking me. Let's give it a new word. And what tools do you have to help us get through this? Well, I go back to my book, The Holy Being. I think we need to see the holy in each person. And let's it's, tell everyone it's W and then in parentheses H-O-L-Y. Thank you. Holy. Because I love that. Okay, right? so how that came to me, again, it was guided. You know, it was at the stage where we were much further. We were in uh, a place where p- people were just humans being. Mm-hmm. And we were just really learning about the reactionary brain and what that meant in day-to-day life outside of a kind of a medical terminology. It's like humans being, humans being, everyone that I was working on my practice, they were in survival mode, and so was I. Mm -hmm. And then the next kind of um, bridge to um, self-healing and transformation was to pull that apart and understand and find the what came to me is holy, but it ha- it has to be holistic because it takes further what we just said. What is happening in one part of your life is happening in all parts of your life, whether it's emotional, it's affecting your physical. What's affecting your physical is affecting your mental. What's ha- affecting your mental is, ha- is affecting your, your spiritual and your electrical system. So, And then all of that outside of yourself. So that's where I came up, though it spoke to me holy. W for holistic. Mm-hmm. But holy is in whole. And so I just like I just think we need to find the holy in each one of us. Or whether it's a a person checking out, you know, your groceries and you need to, hi, how are you today? Mm-hmm. You know, you're walking by someone and you're mm-hmm. just making that human connection to say, I see you. And you mm-hmm. see me, and you're important. And, you know, to take that time with our children or to spend that time with our animals or whatever that means to you, just being able to just surrender and be present in the moment. I feel like that is what our, where our growth is. And as our intelligence and our environment raises and shifts, we'll ask better questions and maybe we can utilize that which will free up the time that we also crave to be creative and connect Mm -hmm. instead of rushing through and by just to get it done. And we're missing our moments that we will never get back. And the people who is borrowed time, time is fine. We will never get that time back. 
with the people we love or we don't know that we love yet because we never gave ourselves an opportunity to connect. Yeah. Um, in your book, you talk about the key of life. And you give that little story about the gods. And I know it's been a really long time since you wrote this book. Um, but if I grab my glasses, I can read it. Because this just really connected with me. And it says, there's an old story often told with a similar theme in many cultures of the world. As the story goes, all of the gods got together to discuss where to hide the key of life. After much discussion, they decided to hide it within the human because they felt sure that the human would never think to look inside. Because inside you is your inner intelligence, and that holds the key to life. So I just thought that was beautiful because then you go on to say about your inner intelligence is your heart and the heart of your cells, and that is what we need to connect with. And that sums up to me kind of what you're saying, too. How we go back to that. I think it's hard for people to go to back to that right now because of the global stress. Yes. So my um, advice, just walk outside. You know, put your feet on the earth. Commit to, you know, standing under a tree and letting the tree's hormones connect with your... That's how trees language. Watch the monarch, monarch butterfly fly by as it's, you know migrating, hear the bird chirping, look at the sky, do something to connect with nature. Um, that will kind of create a third place during um, a time where there's so much um, unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably what brings up a lot of fear in us is the unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, and right now there's so much unknown, not only from day to day, but minute to minute. Absolutely. But even on a just more simple level, you know, talking about the fatigue that comes from screen time and working, that's been one of my antidotes Mm -hmm. to having more screens around me and doing uh, more the last few months is I have to go sit outside sometimes. Sometimes when I feel exhausted, I go sit on my patio for 20 or 30 minutes. And, and I'm ready. watch those monarch butterflies. I know. I, was, <laughs> I, I stared at that migration for a solid week, I think. And as long as you don't have a 5G antenna on the house next to you or the building next to you, it's going to re-regulate your red light because the sunlight yes. through your visual system does that. Well, and I've heard the sunrise is the best, right? I'm a big sunrise person. You know that about me. Yeah. 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 How do you know if you have a 5G antenna? Well, soon. I mean, what's more concerning to me right now are the antennas are going to go up due to the satellites in the sky. They're not being regulated or with the licensing. And they're getting lower and lower. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have our challenges like every time in history. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have our challenges. But I think what we've all learned is that we're not in control. But what our choices. But what can we choose to do that is healthy, holistic in that moment that will impact the whole? Because we are living in a quantum time. So, and we always have been, but we're just more aware of it because we right. understand science much better. But the, it's just based on our choices because we are not in control. But you are in control of your choice. You know, in the how moment. hard it is to hear that I'm not in control. Right, <laughs> right. The Capricorn in me is like, oh, nobody, I got this. 
Everybody who listens knows better. <laughs> no, we know, you know, it's also trusting people who do have it and knowing where they have it. That's a choice. Yeah. And I choose to trust you in that respect. Well, I wouldn't be okay. sitting here now. <laughs> right? We trust each other in that respect. And that's, you know, those are the kind of the little miracles. Yeah. Those are the it's miracles beautiful. when you can completely surrender and appreciate and love someone for exactly what they have to offer in that moment with a completely neutral um, platform. That's love. That's the opportunity for love. And that's going back to what you said in the book about the key of life. That's love. That's the soul. That's mm-hmm. that's everything I think we talk about in here. Finding the gratitude list. All these little tools. It's all really love's the answer. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, just get still and listen. Listen mm-hmm. to your heart and your gut and those places in your body, which until we get the mood ring is the way we gauge how we're doing in all of those areas, I think. We can figure it out. If we listen. I think that's a really good point because, you know, the market is crazy. People are all concerned. We've just come off an election. Um, We are divided as a country. I think we're divided globally. I think there are people who are on different sides of our country for different reasons. I think the markets are crazy. I think people are very concerned about, you know, the new president and vice president-elect as far as the changes and what that's going to mean. And with all that being said, the only thing you can do in the media and the impact of what to believe in the bombardment, and people ask me that all the time, what, and it's just go inside, believe yourself, believe your guidance. If you can flesh out belief systems and archetypical thinking and allow yourself to be present, listen to your inner barometer. Again, I say, listen to your inner voice, listen to your gut, listen to your heart, and one thing I learned to heart math a long time ago, all you have to do is sit for two minutes and think of like the best memory of your life, something that brings you a great memory. I won't use an adjective. I love that tip. And you put <laughs> your hand on your heart. I do. You, they, you don't have to as far as heart math, but I felt it's more put your effectual. Hand yeah, it's effective. And if you sit for two minutes in this thought stream, you actually shift. Again, the rhythm of your heart, which then shifts your autonomic nervous system. So, you know, we talk about the polyvagal system. We have then balanced that out. And I think that's where you listen. And if everything outside of you is pulling you into a fear, unknown um, arena or platform, you just sit down, put your hand on your heart. Think of something that has deep meaning to you, personalized. And just let that two minutes go by. And then from there, maybe make your decisions. Mm, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, I think that yeah. is awesome. And I think that just, that is what brought you here. That statement right here, just kind of, you know, I didn't know what I was asking you to say, but that's what, after you saying that, it's, I mean, I don't have the words for it, but it's like, that's what people need to hear, is what you just said. And Good. to me, that's where we do have the power. Yes. Yeah. That's where we're holy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where we're holy, and that's where the key is. You don't have to look. Yeah, totally. That's where it is. Beautiful. So I think with so much un- uncertainty right now, and not knowing who to believe or what to believe, 
It just go with And it. subconsciously, you're getting a lot of messages. So I always believe in going to super consciousness. And one place where super consciousness, I trust in my humanness, is in my heart. And, you know, we cannot live without our hearts. We can live with every, without everything else, pretty much. And, you know, the, the um, ancient, you know, practices um, of medicine are, are always going to the heart. It's called the house of Shen. It's where our soul lives and our body, the house of your spirit. So I feel like that's where, um, but what we all can rely on trusting because we're getting a lot of messaging beneath our consciousness, mm -hmm. which is making us uneasy and we can't sleep. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on that we just don't understand yet. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jester. Yes. I know. I should, oh, I should have given you a yeah, little heads up oh, warning, but I don't, think, I don't think you'll have trouble with it. But, you know, we're all about balance, mind, body, spirit, balance. Uh -huh. And we also um, like to talk about bringing balance to each day. And so we like to ask, what do you do to bring balance to each day? Um, I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things. I think for my body, for my body, I really try to do a lot of research and feed the latest science that we kind of know about living longer and living to the best of our ability. So to be the histological age, I can't, but I mean the chronological age, I can, but the histological age, that's like one of the first things I do every day. And loving my animals, and using yeah. movement as my medicine and being outside and connecting with nature um, and just feeling all the different energies of nature um, before I even work on and work with humans. Um, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of um, prayer. My feet don't hit the ground before I've done my prayers, not only for the people I love and the people that are connected to the people I love, for the world, the universe, I do. I say that same prayer every night, and I feel like that. That's really powerful. I love that. I do too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thank Holly, you. for coming on here. And I'm quite certain this will not be your last visit. Thank hopefully. You. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you. not. Thank you. So thanks for listening. We're going to put a lot of stuff on our show notes that we mentioned today. We'll also put um, the information on Holly's book and how they can get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We sure. can do that. And um, what else did we say would be in our show notes today? We could have some more. Well, we'll link heart math, which we'll we've done heart many times. Oh, we'll I just think it's phenomenal. Oh, heart it is. I just love heart math. Yeah. yeah, and so reach out to us, too, if you have questions for Holly or either of us. Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to ask more questions or see more about it, then go ahead and reach out in the comments. Yes. Um, also, you know, because of you know what I do, my background, um, I do private intuitive medicine sessions, or I can do you know my brain um, osteopathic technique, or whatever I do. You know, I, and that's the stuff that I referred to in the beginning that I've gone to Holly for, and I knew that I couldn't really explain it all, but that's it. She, you know, I see her on a private basis and that's what you do here in Austin, Texas. I can give you those links to okay, the different perfect, types of uh, body work I do. Yeah. And how I'll people can reach you. Yeah. And if not me, they can reach out to so, another practitioner. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. thank you again. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you.
And thanks for listening. Thank Thank you. Thank you for listening to Imbibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at imbibelive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.